Tales from TV. In this episode of Tales from TV, we talk about the best of everything, from best hotels to meals to travel and more. We hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the Tales from TV podcast, where you will hear all kinds of true stories about your favorite TV shows from the people that make them, the crew. I'm your host, Melissa May Curtis, and the star of our show is Andrew Curtis. Hello, Andrew. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you? Why are you laughing? I just, yeah, the star of our show. Because you've got all the stories and have been to all the places on all the TV shows. I've done the stuff and the things. You did the stuff and the things. Yeah. Um, how's things? We're what? 10 Roughly days in? 10 days in, I think, to, to that race. Yeah. And has your work come to a grinding halt? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, there's there's no phone calls. It's all, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's grim. So, but that's to be expected because we're in solidarity with the WGA and that's just the way it and, is. And yeah, and, and DGA and SAG-AFTRA are right behind them. Exactly. So it's going to be a really, really baller house. It's time for better pay, fair <laughs> treatment, all those things. Residuals. Absolutely, residuals <laughs> for all, and that's—I mean—something I've talked about on other episodes, and I—we're going to have to deep dive into that at some point. We are. Yeah. You've worked on a ton of shows over the years, and I thought it would be fun if we talked about the best of the best, of the best, because a lot of times, you know, when you get together with your coworkers or even with me, it's—it's. It's, we complain or just talk about things that irked us or just, you know, it can be, it can be easy to be down on things, right? Oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. No, that's super easy. <laughs> that could be a whole It's like podcast. a 90-10, you know? <laughs> totally. Totally. So I thought it would be fun if we did sort of a best of series where we could really kind of talk about some of your favorite experiences, your favorite shows that you've worked on and specifically favorite things within working on those shows that pertain to your experience and what you saw, felt, and experienced. So right. right out the gate, I wanted to talk about some of the best hotels you've ever stayed in or the best hotel experiences you have had um, before, on shows. Before, before I go into the best of, I have to, like you reminded me very quickly um, of a really crazy one. <laughs> it, it, I guess it's not that crazy, but I, I, it was World Poker Tour and we were in Niagara Falls, but we were on the Canadian side. Okay. And I went up to my room... It was like a lunch break, and I went to like grab a sweater or something because it's cold on the stage. It so always is. So are you is. high up? I'm like, yeah, I'm really high up. Okay. And I go into my room, and I look out, you know, look out the window, and I see like Niagara Falls, and it's nighttime, and it's beautiful, and like it's it's a nice little city view and stuff. And then I see like, I see this giant garden spider on like oh. the outside of my window, and I'm like, that's weird. And have you ever had that experience where you're like? looking at one thing and then your peripheral you find another <laughs> yeah. and then you look left and like more and more and there were oh. like 15 spiders outside Ooh. my window and just, they were like these gigantic garden spiders there's a picture of that I think there you, is we'll have to put that in the blog yeah i'm oh, realizing I more and more that. that this whole podcast is just like my instagram <laughs> like re- in in words but it's totally that it's freaked me out and i i just they were on the outside on the outside okay. still but, but i was still, i quickly was like do i have a vent open just close everything <laughs> Um, they were waiting to come in and have a taste. Seriously. Ugh. I wonder why Why would they be... Like, I was on like the 13th floor. I don't understand. Huh. It's been some weird like Candyman horror character living above <laughs> me or something. <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy. Niagara Falls. Uh, isn't that, That's like a romantic spot, right? It's like yeah. a, a big... Um, I think on both sides, right? The New York kind of, spot and the... I've never been. I don't know. Did you find it romantic? Yeah, it's really nice. Okay. Especially in the wintertime when it's like 
ice chunks are falling off. But in autumn, when like the the colors are coming out, mm. it's like even better looking than winter time. Got it. It's really nice. That's awesome. Well, so in terms of hotel experiences and where you stayed, can you talk about the Hard Rock? Yeah. Oh, the Hard Rock. We didn't get a lot of time at the Hard Rock, but when we did, there was a couple of things about it. What that, show? That's poker. Okay, World Poker Tour. Yeah, so it's Hollywood, Florida. Now, how long, just to, to let our Fort people Lauderdale. know, um, how long did you actually work on the World Poker Tour? Um, from 2002 until 2019. Wow. Um, 2020, they, they, I was going to do another one, but they, uh, they had to shut down. And then I think, I think there might be another one coming up, actually. Okay. It's very possible. So in the heyday, because I remember that show came out and in really the became heyday, a hit, but then yeah. it kind of changed, like, in terms of, like, it kept changing networks and stuff. It did. It kept changing networks. They kept reselling it to different networks, because I think originally, if I recall, it was Travel Channel, which mm. made no sense for a poker show. Well, because they really made it a world poker tour originally. They were going to Paris, and they were going to all these different places around the world to right. do these poker tournaments. I wouldn't know. I never got to Paris. You never got to Paris? Never. All the years you worked on that show? I was like one year behind the, the the last time they went to Paris, and then it was like... But they did take me to St. Kitts and... and mm-hmm. uh, what's the other one? St. Martin. St. Martin, mm-hmm. yeah. And Vegas... Oh, so much, <laughs> and so lots much Vegas. And Niagara and um, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Oh my gosh. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> um, and now, didn't didn't they get robbed once? World Poker Tour. Didn't somebody? Didn't they like pirates? Or so, here's what happens at the final <laughs> table. They they pull out real cash. This was in the original iteration of the show. Not they anymore. they still kind of do that. So that okay. sometimes, I think of the first season they would do a money drop and that would come. The money would fall from the ceiling, but it was fake money. Gotcha. It's funny TV money. Um, for the final table, they would do this big presentation of like, here's the money euro. And when they would like bring up piles of actual cash and throw that on the table. Now, the things that they would do is they would put like a hundred on the top and the bottom. And then the, it was ones in between. Right. That's smart. Um, but I don't think it happened to world poker tour. I, it might've had, it might've been another, uh, tournament, but I know that in France, they dropped like the full load of cash on the like table. A full million, an actual million. It's probably more than that. Wow. Yeah. Um, um, but they, what happened was somebody robbed them. A bunch of guys ran in with shotguns, and uh, everybody got down and stuff. And nobody the best, got hurt. Nobody got hurt. Apparently, they stole the money, and I don't know the end of the story. Unfortunately, the one thing I do recall from that story is that the two guys were in heads up at poker. They were both under the table, and the one turned to the other and he's like, "Ed Jack Ten, what'd you have?" Ah! And like. <laughs> That that was the end of the <laughs> story for me. I was like, oh, did they get the money? I don't care. <laughs> I hope they did. So on a show like World Poker Tour, when you're dealing with actual tournament play and actual money, I would imagine that the background checks for you crew guys is a lot more intensive or crew people than, not, not than normal. No? No. They the, didn't do a background check? The, the only person, um, I was doing whole card. So I was one, like when players show their cards to the cameras, little tiny cameras on mm-hmm. the table. That was a lot of my job was that uh, over the right. years. I've, you, I've did a many many different jobs of that. But I remember when you did whole card, like you would, they'd take your phone away, like mm-hmm. you'd have to go into this room, like you couldn't contact me, and you did have to go through the Nevada Gaming Commission or something. Very, I remember. Yeah, very late in uh, my poker life, I had to go get like uh, fingerprinted. I had to go fill out a job application for MGM and all this other stuff for the actual casino. Yeah. <laughs> 
I got invited to the Christmas party. Did you really? Yeah, it was Aww. nice. Did I didn't go? go. Okay. I was like, I don't remember that. It was a little far for me. Okay. Yeah. Vegas. <laughs> well, so, so the hotel that you stayed at that was the best for poker though was, you said. It's probably Hard Rock. Hard Rock. Why? And this is in Florida? Yeah. This is, I, and I forgot. It's not, it's like Fort Lauderdale or maybe it's Hollywood, Florida. Okay. It's the Seminole. Um, and they have this really great pool. Like we all got to enjoy the pool on our day off. Well, wrap day and then travel later. But it was just like this really big pool, waterfalls, slides, uh, all sorts of fun. And then the other thing I found out about Hard Rock Hotels is if you want a guitar sent to your room, they'll do it. Yeah, you go down to the concierge and you say, yes, I want a guitar sent to my room. Do you get to pick? No, they just send you like a Stratocaster. I was going to say, is it like a Fender Stratocaster? It is, it's rad. And then they send you like a bunch of pedals on a board. (laughs) And they give you all these warnings too. It's like you know if it's broken. There's a lot of insurance behind it. Of course, but it's still like have your credit card on. Dude, I can get a guitar and just hang out in my room and play guitar. That's pretty amazing. It was awesome. The Hard Rock Cafe. Now with um, Poker Tour, you stayed at the Bellagio a lot. I feel like in Vegas. A lot. The Bellagio is regarded, I think, as a pretty nice hotel. No, I mean it's nice, but when you when you're so when you're there for a crew they just kind of go oh you're on you know this room blah and you go look at your window and you're like it's a view of like ac vents so they they know a parking the garage and they kind of give you the lower level <laughs> right they, they give you garbage but the one time it worked like out in my favor heavily was you were traveling with me and so was bell mm-hmm. and i i specifically asked I, could i get a fountain side and the lady was like Ah, uh, you know, it's like 35 more a day and your room's prepaid and and she was kind of giving me excuses and I kind of looked at Bella and I was like, sorry. And she went, ah, of course you can have it. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Always with the kids, man. Instant credit card for some stuff. And the coolest thing about that is when you go into your room, you go, they say like tune to channel 35 or whatever it is and you can listen to the music and just watch the fountains from your room. The fountain show, the famous yeah. fountain show that was... And that was a lot of fun. That, I do remember that. That was really cool. And I just remember hanging out. The Bellagio was nice and the museum and it just felt very... Oh, yeah. Or not the museum. I guess it was a gallery. Yeah, art, they have an art, art gallery. gallery. And things yeah. like that. And they have your face like on file. Like you get in line. Like, yeah, they, they know do. you. Like they like because you've worked there so much like yeah they have the facial recognition software from way back like, i feel like from like 20 years ago they were using that stuff uh yeah no because you would have to um every time we went there you would eat the employee dining and it's manja is what they have there and uh you'd have to go down to employee area get your photograph taken and that was your badge everywhere you went there's two things that happened at the Bellagio that I'll never forget. And number one was that um, they would cater all of our food. Or our craft service was through Bellagio. And it, so was our, our catering. Was it good? It was really good. The okay. first The first few years, it was like top tier, really good food. Nice. Um, and then through the pandemic, they sort of like started slowly, yeah. carefully shutting things down. But what? <laughs> somebody picked up a, a like a muffin to eat it. And there was like a bolt screw baked inside one of the muffins. <gasps> what? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody was like, oh. Are this... they baking this on site or are they importing it in from like a local bakery? Pretty sure it's on site. Oh my God. Because, I mean, they have to like handle so much food. a million dollar lawsuit, man. Maybe. But the, the good thing about that was the uh, the Bellagio staff gave us free passes to their buffet. Sorry about the bolts in your the... muffin. Here's a pass for more food from the yeah. same kitchen. But it was nice. really good food. <laughs> it was like really good food. Really good food. Um, the other story I have from Bellagio is... Um, Later in years, with the uh, the Bellagio wouldn't let us stay there for whatever reason. So the crew would take the train like down down the way in Wait, Vegas. 
They wouldn't let the crews stay there? No, they just decided, like, no, we have rooms that we want regular patrons to be in. You so guys you guys are... have to go down the so way to, like... where did you like, stay? I forget. It was some crap hotel. But I remember I was... With the riffraff. Yeah, you go out there with Get the filth. There. But I, I, had, I was eating, like, chips and salsa there. At the Bellagio. Yeah, at, at, our, at our craft service in the room where we were setting up poker. And then as we were rapping, I, I started not feeling so great. And then I got on the train and I thought, I'm, I'm probably going to throw up on this train. And I was with JR and TC at the time. And we drove to the room. And I was going to stop for like a Gatorade or something at the little gift, gift shop there at whatever the hotel was. And I, I just said, nope, can't do it. And I went upstairs and I had the worst food poisoning I've ever had in my life. Oh, my God. And I even... I think around 11 p.m., maybe it was 10.30, it might have been early, but Jared was like, where are you? What are you doing? And I was just like, dude, <laughs> I'm not coming out. I remember I had food poisoning. He was really nice, though. He, he brought me, like, wheat thins and, and Gatorade oh, that night. Oh, care of you. Well, and I was up all night. And, <laughs> and then, then you had to go work. And then I, uh, yeah, so I sent a text probably around 5 a.m., and I was like, just so you know, it was, like, probably Frank at the time. I was like, um, I got food poisoning. I felt awful. Just that if I look a certain way, that's the reason why. <laughs> and then, like, I the, wasn't out all night at a strip no, club. I wasn't being crazy. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything. I was in my room watching Sports Center and then just and getting up in time up. to like get sick. <laughs> oh, that's awful. And then I went to work the next day, and you get a break for, like every two hours. So like every two hours, I just run to the bathroom and be sick for a while, and come back to work and be like, "You look pale." I'm like, yeah, yeah, I have food poisoning. Ah, <laughs> uh, food poisoning is the worst. I I got food poisoning the worst when you were working in poker in Vegas. Like I feel like we oh, always really? get food poisoning when we're apart. Probably. Like we never get to take care of each other. That's funny. Now, didn't you get to like actually witness like some of the not nefarious, but like people b- getting passed out and like getting wheeled <laughs> around and stuff at the hotel and stuff like that when, at Bellagio? When it comes to the Bellagio, they would do. We would have. It wasn't always. We we sorry. We have to sometimes shoot in a convention center, and sometimes we'd shoot in like this lounge that is like right next to the fountains on the backside, so in the hotel, facing towards the strip. Okay. And whenever we loaded into that spot, they were like, uh, you can load in between like 1 a.m. and 5 a.m. And so we would travel that day. Mm. We'd get into the hotel at like 5 p.m., 6 p.m., and they'd go like, well, we're going to be working all night, so we might as well, like, let's go nap, and then we go load in, and then we're, we're, we're leaving at like seven eight in the morning okay. to go shoot later that day and the same with loadout so with loadout it was the same deal where it was like um you'd shoot a poker tournament starting like four four in the afternoon and then by two three four a.m when the tournament's wrapped we had to clean up all of our gear and load it up into a truck oh and it would leave and you couldn't i mean you just have to wait for the gameplay to end yeah and sometimes that would take forever We've, yeah, almost worked 24 hours several times. But here's the thing. When, you, when you're walking through a hotel, a casino, like Bellagio, at 5 in the morning, 4 in the morning, there's like the worst of the worst. <laughs> it's, it's, like a, it's, a, it's, like, it's like sober prostitutes and they're just like the drunkest people you've ever seen in your life just mm, trying to function. Converging at you one know, point. It, there was one time we were walking back to our room and we saw this, this lady in like a really nice dress, but she was clearly plastered. And she was like kind of slumped over in a wheelchair getting pushed by a Bellagio staff person. 
And it was, I think it was me and Jim White. She looked at us, she was like, fuck you, look at that. We were just like, whoa. And she had like pissed herself. No. Yes. She was like, she was having a Vegas she... weekend. Oh, well, I hope it stayed. I hope she learned a lot from that. Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, in my memory. So... so, did you ever get to interact with any of the poker players, with any of the hosts? Oh, all the time. The, yeah. The girls that are holding up the cards and they have yeah. that at the end of the shoot. The, the Royal Flush the Girls. The Royal Flush Girls. They tried to make it like. The cheerleaders of they, Well, poker. hang on. They were ahead of their times. They were, were they? they were basically making OnlyFans before it was OnlyFans because they were the just. The Royal Flush Girls. The Royal Flush Girls. When they came out, because they used to have all these female hosts and stuff, but then they, uh, they had the Royal Flush Girls. For some odd reason, we called them the Devil Flush Girls. The what? <laughs> double flush girls. Why? I don't know. Because they're double D's? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Whoever came up with that. I didn't I didn't come up with that one. Certainly not a woman. I'll <clears> tell <throat> you that. Sure it was. <laughs> but they came up with this whole thing on the poker site where you could pay extra to see like the royal flush Oh, wow. Girls. This was like in the O's, the early O's, yeah? Uh, this is like nine, yeah, yeah. Nine, ten, probably. They were ahead of the times. Wow. Telling you. Yeah. Huh. Somebody stole that idea. Interesting. but So you actually got to interact with some of these poker players? Oh, and... all the time, yeah. Really? Yeah. Because these are just real guys and gals playing poker. They're not... I mean, they do get some level of celebrity when they win, but yeah. for the most part, were they pretty decent people? Yeah, they just... They they play with money like it's nothing. What was the craziest bet you ever saw? Um, I watched in St. Kitts... I watched... It was like the $100,000 buy-in. Mm-hmm. And this guy, he wasn't even using his money. He had, like, a bank to pick from, from another guy who was, like, some corporate guy. Wow. And he he pulled $300,000 in about four hours wow. and lost it all. Wow, he lost it all? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That might have been, that was one of the crazier things I'd seen. That's insane. World Poker Tour. Well, we're going to do more episodes about World Poker Tour. We'll have to. we have to. some guests on and, and talk, because that's, like, a whole, ton, that's a, ton, <clears throat> a huge chunk of your career and really as you were coming up was spent, you know, on that show. But I'm glad that the hard rock was great. I didn't know were the beds good at the hard rock and everything. Oh yeah. I mean, most, most hotel beds are pretty good. They are these days. But just, unless you're in like some weird, you know, just don't use the bedspread. No, (laughs) never. Take the bedspread off. Is that, so when you go into a room, do you immediately take the bedspread off and like disinfect the phone or other, other things that you do? I don't, I, you never, you never touch the phone. So it's and like you that's have your own phone. yeah, that's not really a problematic uh, thing. I don't. Most people now, uh, most hotels, they put like sheets between. Yeah, I noticed that. It's like so, sheet, blanket, sheet, yeah. bedspread. Well, the, well, it's the main bedspread. Well, it's sheet, be, bedspread, sheet. Okay. So that's what they're doing now. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, what about the Sofitel in Philly? Oh, the Sofitel was awesome, just because. Whenever you did your it's a nice hotel, Jimmy. it was nice. It was downtown, and it was really nice. And then when you get your wake up call, it's like this lady going, "Hello, we have a fresh croissant." And you're they like, "They call oh. and yeah. say we have a fresh croissant." It's like yeah. some French accent. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just like, "I'm I being that spoiled." Job. That's yeah. amazing. And what show was that? That was Pat Croce. Pat Croce moving in. That was the first travel. One of the first, yeah. One of, that was the first long travel I did. It was like mm-hmm. three weeks in Philly. And I came out to visit you. And I remember you hanging did. out in Philly. I remember that hotel room. I remember going around bar hopping and partying with you and Baron, Baron and all those and guys. Jimmy and, and Jimmy. Yeah. yeah, that was a fun... That was a really that good That was really, really fun. The Sofitel is just... 
it's one of those hotels where when you're there, you know it's a luxury hotel. Like, this is no Motel 6. You know what I mean? It just feels nice. Even the elevator's nice. The lobby's nice. The yeah. people that work there are Well, I, we, we stayed there, I think, a, a max of five days or so, and then they moved us, like, right down to a Super 8 by South Street. Because <laughs> they they'd exhausted all yeah. the funds, all the budget for that. <laughs> to be honest, though, the other hotel was in a better location because there were way more restaurants and, and okay. things around. Because you're not spending a ton of time in your room on the crew, unless you have like we days had like off. a we had like three or four days off in the okay. middle there for some reason. Interesting. Okay, good. And what about Turtle Bay in Hawaii? Ooh, yeah. What show is that? It was some marriage boot camp marriage kind of thing. Would they just have like people living in the jungle? <laughs> the Hawaiian jungle. Yeah. So the the the, uh, the hotel is like at the very tip top by by North Shore and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that was great because um, the shift I was on, it was like noon to 10 or noon to midnight. And I could just like wake up, go snorkeling for a while, like hang out on the beach. And then like eat breakfast, go get ready. And then you go sit in the jungle for hours and there was, it always rained in the afternoons. Mm-hmm. And it would bring out all the cane spiders, all the centipedes, all the cockroaches. And are they just crawling over you? Not always until like one day I was I was in the control room which was like a, a storage tin those giant ones <laughs> in the middle of the jungle in the middle of the jungle and it was built on these like very shaky rickety <laughs> I don't know poles and so like every day people would be jumping in and out of that thing and it was just like constant swaying it was like being on a oh. boat all day and some people were getting sick from it oh. so they were like taking dramamine just to just sit in the to control sit room. In the control- but I do remember distinctly one day I was sitting there with my hands on two different controllers and they were over a table and I felt something crawl over my right arm and then my left and I looked down and there was a giant cockroach on the table and I took like an empty tape case and I put it over it and I, 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 I emailed or emailed I, I got on the walkie and I was like uh, Popa I need you to come get rid of something you called Popa? I couldn't leave my station I was shooting so I had to tell him, and I saw there was like a disc underneath, so it was sealed up. And he came walking in, and he grabbed it and started walking out. And I think, uh, yeah, it was Pam at the time. She's like, "What is that? What is that?" And I was just like, "It's nothing. It's nothing." She knew it was something. She gross. knew it was something, but Pope was very casually took it out. I didn't ask him what he did with it. He just got rid of it. Ew. But that was the, the other part of that is when uh, it rained, we had like portable uh, toilets and then portable hand wash stations. So right after it rains, all the cane spiders are out. So every time I would wash my hands, oh, they're gigantic. But they don't bite people. No, they are just really fast, really big, and just intimidating as all get out. They know how much you love spiders. So yeah, I'd be washing my hands, and I'd look down and wouldn't be like, hey, what's up? Ah! Ooh, no, no thank you. No thank you. But that was fun because, again, came out to visit because you were there over Thanksgiving. Yes. And I happened to have friends that lived there on that same island, and so we came out and did Thanksgiving. With the Larson Did we see family. Tangled? Is that what the movie was? We saw Tangled. Yeah. And we, we went ate Taco to, Bell. We did. And we <laughs> went to one of the shows, one of the... You guys went to one of the Polynesian... One of the Polynesian shows. But it was great because the Larson family was there. My friend Aubrey from like yep. like junior high, who I'm still friends with. And her husband and kids lived there. So we got to spend Thanksgiving with them. And, and they gave us that avocado that was the size of a Nerf football. It was a football-sized avocado off of the tree in their yard. And I ate like a little bit of it every we day. We ate for like three days on it. And it was, I think we threw away like had. half of it. It was just we, like, it, I can't. We couldn't. Yeah. That was an amazing trip. And we got to snorkel and see a sea turtle. It was super cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Turtle. And we went back. We've been back since. We had to go um, back. Yeah. Because, yeah it was good. It's gorgeous. Um, tell me about Vanderpump um, when you went to Mexico. Oh yeah. Vanderpump. 
That's not that's not like a, a regular. I'll just go day play on that one sometimes. Yeah, that's not one of your regular shows. No, but Lewis called me and said like, "Hey, we're doing like a." They call it an exotic. Usually, when we're going out of the country, and so we I forget which part of Mexico we were going to, but when I got to the hotel, it was like it was like a suite basically. Nice. And they every every room had a balcony, and every balcony had a hot tub. And so if you were. <laughs> So you got to have a nice romantic hot tub by yourself. I'm a lonesome. <laughs> and then hey, just self-love, all yeah. right? <laughs> I just remember the bathrooms were gigantic and they had like for some odd reason they had a fedora and like a body wrap. So of course I put them both on. I was like, yeah, photo. A fedora hat and a body wrap like Like, you know, if you were gonna wear like a not oh, a towel, oh, like oh, a wrap. Like like it's like a wrap, like okay, I'm thinking body wrap, like one of those things that's supposed to make you get skinnier. Oh no, yeah, no. <laughs> So you mean like a loungewear kind of wrap right. situation. That's what I'm saying. And a fedora. Yeah. Wow. That's saying something. That's pretty crazy. That's awesome. Well, um, and then f- last but not least, Miami for Jersey Shore season two, that room. That room was real nice just because it was a kitchenette. Yeah, it was, was like, like a, a real apartment. Yeah. It was like a tiny little apartment. And so what we would do is, I mean. It's Miami too. I mean, Miami is its whole own thing. Yeah, it's, it's a, like another. You can find country. really good food there. You can find it's a lot of twenty four hours. Mm-hmm. Well, and then what is it? The the Cuban is it Cuban food? Yeah. and there was some other kind Cuban of Cuban coffee. Oh, Ugh. so good. And just that got bad for us though. There was a there was a thing. There was a little Cuban restaurant, like a really not expensive. It was like three fifty. Got mm. you like chicken and rice and nice all this other stuff. And so we you could hit that place on the way in, where they stayed over to like eight or ten at night. And so a lot of the night shifters would go over there and get Cuban coffees. And the thing with that is they give you like... What is Cuban coffee? Can you... It's like really sh- really strong, really full of sugar, it's like, like espresso. It's like espresso with sugar in it, right. right? So when you have it, you're just like, it's like syrupy, but it's delicious. And it's really strong. Yeah. So they give you like a cup. It's about an espresso sized cup and that's to go. And then they give you these like four little sacrament type cups... <laughs> If you've never been to Mormon church, I'm sorry. You'll have to look that <laughs> up on your more, own. Like, it's like a thimble. You get four little <laughs> plastic thimbles. You're supposed to share this thing with people. You're not supposed to drink it yourself. Oh, you're supposed to just only have a little thimble you're, full? Yeah, you're supposed to get a thimble full, basically. You guys weren't doing that. There were people knocking back like two or three. Oh, my God. By, like on themselves. and messed up for the they day. Were, yeah, getting ready for the whole night. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Miami was great because it was... Yeah, Cuban food, and I think Haitian food, all the food was amazing. The weather, the water, I mean, my God. But the people didn't really they didn't clean care. up the beach. Like, I remember oh, going yeah, to the yeah, beach, that. and it was like the most gorgeous beach I'd ever seen with the most amazing white sand and blue water that was warm. Mm-hmm. And people would leave their styrofoam coolers and their trash everywhere, and nobody cleaned up after their dog shit and stuff. And I was like, yeah. you guys live in paradise! What is wrong? Um, so that was interesting. And then just everybody was naked. It seemed like everybody was naked, all body types, all ages, all races, all everything, just naked, topless, speedos, letting it hang out, good looking people, very good looking yeah. people. And then average people, not good looking people, like not, yeah, all very... the above. Like it was just Miami. Well, and the fun, <laughs> I think the fun part for us is, is like, um, is it sunburst? I'm going to forget the name. Sunbright. It's probably sunbright. Something. Sun something. Um, Every every morning after our shifts, it would be like uh, me, Huck, Pam, Bunya, LM, a few other people just like mm-hmm. hanging out in the little foyer. We watch the morning shift go by and we kind of like clap as they go by. Like, <laughs> yeah, enjoy your shoot, loser. Enjoy it. 
god, I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got to hang out a lot on that one. That was that was a really well, those fun. Are some one. some good rooms, and I'm glad that you got to experience that. Let's talk about the best travel arrangements you've ever had, because you fly a lot to these places. Have yeah. you ever taken a train, a bus? Have you? flown first class, private, like tell me about the best travel. Cause I feel like a lot of times they just book you on the cheapest flight they can find, not taking into consideration that you live right next to the Burbank airport. They're sending you out of LAX <laughs> or Long Beach or something stupid. Like, do you have good travel experiences on these shoots? I've got a few, a lot of times, a lot of times they'll book the travel and then sometimes I'll just go like book my own. Oh, um, a lot of people have that arrangement too, or they'll, they'll just say like, don't like, just t- tell me what the ticket price is. I'll take I'll care of it. it and you I'll do it. Me. Right. Okay. And so that's happened, but I've, I've had it really good in the past where it's like, um, I'll get booked on a flight, like coming home from Hawaii. I was leaving on some random time someday. And I think I got in first class for like $50 or nice. something like that. And this was like real first class, the right. kind that like you get a full meal <laughs> With a they, crystal goblet. You do, yeah, all of that. <laughs> and then they make cookies afterwards. They bake cookies. I know they really try the to flight. separate you from the They really the shove it in your face. You're just like sitting there in that very first aisle, right past first class, going like, God, it's not chocolate chip. And don't they roast nuts? Like I remember when we flown first class, they bring out nut, roasted nuts and stuff. It's like so ridiculous. And you get the hot towel and yeah. the, all that noise. Here's your towel, sir. Yeah. But there was, um, so first class is good. But typically, they're not booking you a first-class ticket. That's no, an upgrade no. you're paying for. Out of I'm your doing pocket. that on my own time. Yeah, yeah but yeah. sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes it is. It's really worth it. Um, there was one time on a Dr. Phil shoot when I would. We were gonna go film in like South Carolina, or maybe we were in in Texas, and then we were in a Carolina. And they basically said like, you're gonna be here until 5 p.m. And then you, no matter what's going on, you have to break down your stuff and leave. Go get on a flight. You go to the next location. So like five o'clock rolls around, nothing. Five thirty, six, six thirty, and I finally am like, what is going on? And they said, don't worry about it. You're gonna fly with Doctor Phil tomorrow, on his private jet. Nice. And I was like, okay, what do you? What does that mean for me? And they're like, be in the lobby at six a.m. I was like, okay. And so I, I I wrap out that day, go load up my stuff. Next morning, it's you know grab a shuttle or a cab uh, out to this. Like, the private airfield is so much better than everything else because there's no security. There's no TSA. You drive into this, like, lot. The jet's right there. Somebody's like, oh, sir, I'll take your luggage. And they take it and go load it on the plane for you. And they're like, would you like to go enjoy the lounge for a while until the flight's ready? And you're like, sure. And you go into this lounge. I mean, it wasn't the most impressive-looking lounge, but it's still, like, a private lounge where you're just kind of sitting there in a big-screen TV watching CNN. And there's free food. and was going say there's food and There's food and coffees and all this other stuff. And then I th- I was there with one of the producers and then eventually around probably like 7.30, he's like, let's go get on the plane. Phil's coming. I was like, okay. And I go, where do we where do we sit? He's like, well, take this chair and it's like a lazy boy recliner at the front of the plane. Nice. And he's on a couch next to me. Who is the producer? Yeah. Okay. And we're just sitting there for a minute and Phil walks on. He says, good morning, walks by. He said, good morning, dude. Yeah. And, okay. then, and then we just took off. There was no, like, shutting down of phones or how to exit. They're just Wait like, a minute. Go. I thought the phones made the pilots crash if they're not in airplane <laughs> mode. I don't think is it does Is that anything. a lie? It's probably a fictitious. <gasps> I don't think fictitious is a word. It's a fictitious lie. Oh, my God. So they make us all do that, and it's not even a thing. So did you get to talk to Dr. Phil at all, or was he just, nah. like, in the back of his private jet? He was in the doing back doing business stuff. Things. 
That's rad, though. I've seen those photos. I remember when you were like, I'm going to fly with Dr. Phil on his private it jet. It really was so comfortable, though. That chair was amazing. Did they have a stewardess that was bringing you guys drinks and food? Or? No, not this time. She, I mean, it was a really it was a pretty quick flight. I think it was only like two and a half hours or something. Okay. That's rad, though. I've never flown on yeah, a Yeah, well, the only thing, the worst part is about flying private, it ruins first class. It probably, there's They're a like, lot, this yeah. Is, this is trash. <laughs> first class is garbage. <laughs> Cookies, get out of my face. Where's my recliner? <laughs> Where's, Where's my couch? <laughs> Tell me to turn off my stuff. I'm keeping my phone on. That's right. I'm going to be making FaceTime calls. plenty of those like angry Karen videos where they're making people turn off their phones and they end up getting ejected because they won't do it. Of course like, not. It's insane. People are, <laughs> people are crazy. Um, what was your best meal? I, we've kind of talked about food on set. I'm not, not catering, but like best meal that you've had. In a, like a town, like is there a town that you're like, oh, this town had great food. Everywhere we went was good. Or was there ever a town like that where it was like, or even a shoot where it was just like consistently like, holy shit, the food on this is great. Yeah, um, that first barbecue with Bobby Flay, like every spot was amazing. So that was like barbecue across America or something, wasn't that? What it, that was like in the so early two thousands. It was, it was probably oh three, yeah, or really 04. long time ago. But I I will never forget the food we had. I mean, if we weren't eating tri tip. We we went to like, I think I already talked about the Hearst Castle steaks. Yes, and they were amazing, but we also went to like an abalone farm, and I'd never heard of abalone. Well, because that's like a really rich person food. Like. I think at the time it was eighty five dollars a pound. Oh my god! And yeah. it's like it's a shellfish, and it's a tiny. You need a lot of it to like one yeah. pound isn't doing it. No, <laughs> you know? but it was cool. We were, while we were there, we all got to eat it. It was like all right, I get it. It's nice. How did they prepare it? For the life of me, I can't remember. Was it barbecue? I mean, it had to be barbecue. It was probably right? barbecued, barbecue, yeah. It, it so it was like it was tender. I don't know. It's like, I don't really like the texture of octopus. Or... It was not that. Okay. No, it would. It was. It was much. It was very much a tender, but kind of like in the realm of octopus. But it was good. Weird. And on that shoot, that's also when you learned how to share spoons with other adults. <laughs> talk about that a little bit. I guess, yeah. Um, set the tone for that <laughs> so yeah the first thing i learned is uh when you're shooting food prep twice a day uh, and you get like some meal it's not catered it's always like we're going to panera bread or we're going to go to subway or whatever it is um but you're filming people make like tri-tip and really good food and oysters and abalone and all this other stuff so we make the hero plate and we're, that's just got like, it's the perfect setup. Of the hero like, plate is the plate you're shooting for the show. For the show. looks the best. Right. Okay. So we're shooting that hero plate. And then as soon as we're done, uh, Kelly, our sound guy, he's got like one of those, those uh, scout knives that's a knife, fork, and a spoon. <laughs> I didn't know that existed, but of and course he, Kelly and he, has one. He grabs it and he opens it up and starts eating the, the hero, hero plate. Yeah, the hero plate. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then he hands it over to the producer, and he takes the, Wait, the same, spoon. same spoon and starts eating. And I'm like, huh. And then he hands it to Jimmy, your DP, and he starts eating. And I'm looking at these guys like, what are you doing? <laughs> this and is pre-COVID. This is just this is way, back way pre-COVID, but still, it's like, I don't want to share a but spoon. I'm, I must have had a look on my face, because Kelly looked at me, and he's like, don't worry, you'll get used to it. <laughs> and I was like, okay. You were silently and seriously, judging. like, probably that afternoon, I was like, give me the spoon. And I was just like, eat, 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 eat. You get like three, four bites in, you're like, that was great. You wrap out and give go to the, the next spoon. spot. spoon. But we did that, that the whole time. And then, uh, man, oysters right out of the ocean, thrown on a grill, and then so just right out of the show. So food shows are the jam. 
This film. one, this one was. I've been on other like food competition shows. Like Hell's Kitchen, you're not getting the food. Probably. Oh, you're getting the food. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, and was that good? I, I I was the night shift. I was overnight, so I never got to get the food. <sighs> but I remember coming in, and people were like, steak today. It was amazing. And you're like, fuck you. Like, Must have missed a text about saving me a meal. Oh, yeah. my gosh. How oh, funny. And tell me about the Flaming Vladimir's on the barbecue Bobby Flay shoot. <laughs> and also Bobby Flay. You played darts with Bobby Flay. Like, that was one time where you actually, like, didn't you double with Bobby? And you were part of did. But so it was, you got to tell about that, too. We, well, that's... That's like a whole nother, this whole food thing can be its own thing. Cause well, we're definitely anyways, gonna come Flaming back to Vladimir's, it. there's a Czech restaurant that I think is called, it's called Vladimir's and it still exists. In the central California coast. Yeah. And there was our, our sound guy, Kelly again, had been there before and we sat down and we had dinner and it was all of us. And it was a very quiet night for them. It's also a very quiet town. This was that place where the hotel didn't have a, a phone in the room. Mm-hmm. There was like a pay phone and there was like one phone in town. And I feel like there was no cell service either. So there zero was like cell service. zero way yeah. to reach out to me. And I remember like being upset because I couldn't call you on your cell. <laughs> yeah, you weren't calling me on the phone because it didn't exist in your room. Yeah. There was no way to get in touch with you. And you sent, a, you took a picture of yourself in your room pointing to the spot where a phone would be. Yeah. Proving to me that there was no phone. <laughs> so I wouldn't be mad. I was just didn't want to talk to you. It was under the bed. It's true. <laughs> uh, we went, so the, the restaurant, um, this old man comes out. And, and this is Vladimir. This is Vladimir. And uh, the funny thing about Vladimir is when you order a drink from him, he'll just kind of like give you shit no matter what it is. Mm. So our sound guy is like, don't even think about getting like a Jack and Coke. Oh. And I was like, why? What happens? He said, well, he'll, he'll look at you for a while. He'll pull out a glass, he'll put Jack in it, slide it your way, and go, that is how you drink whiskey. Okay. And so... He had a lot of strong opinions. So, yeah, but he, he, he was just there to give shit to everybody. So when he got to me, I remember he, him going like, are you even old enough to drink? <laughs> <laughs> like, Admittedly, you looked really young then. Uh, well, I was, what, 25, 7, 27? Something like that. It was that. in my 20s. I had a goatee. <laughs> I must have looked some sort of age. Yeah, like 16. Probably 16 <laughs> with a goatee. But that was a really, that was a fun one. The, the, you wanted to know about the Flaming Vladimir's. That was our, we had dinner and Vlad came from around the bar and was just sitting with us at this point. We were just telling stories. And Kelly goes, hey, Vlad, do you, do you still do the Flaming Vladimir's? And he's like, no, 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 I don't, no, I don't do that anymore. No, no, no. And Kelly's like, come on, you got to do it one time. These guys have never seen it. You got to try it. And he's like, oh, all right. So he leaves, he goes back to his desk area, his office, and he comes back with like um, a bunch of spoons, sugar cubes, and this like bottle of I don't know what. Vodka. I don't know. Absent. It lights on fire. That's all I know. That's pretty much all. So he hands you a spoon. Everyone gets a little sugar cube on top. He pours a little liquid in. He lights it on fire. And he goes, he sits there in front of you. It's it's not all at the same time. This is like one at a time. Okay. And so I think it was our producer first, our producer director. Um, he was like, when I say drink, you drink. And they're like, what does that mean? And he's like, you just put the whole thing in your mouth, swallow. I'm like, okay. So he's sitting there and it's like kind of nerve wracking because you're just watching the sugar break no, down the and the flame, flame is going. Um, and so he takes it and he's fine. And he kind of takes it and gives you like a little wake up mouth, moment. Shut your close mouth. your mouth. And he's like. He's like, oh, it's really good. It's like a weird syrup kind of thing. He's like, all right. So he goes down the list of, of the next couple of people. 
gets to this other, uh, this lady, I forget her name. I think she might have been a story person. or She was definitely a producer or maybe a story producer. But when she goes to throw the spoon in her mouth, she misses her mouth and hits her cheek. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Her whole cheek goes on fire and, like, part of her jacket. Oh, my God. And she's, like, quickly, like, wipes it off. It wasn't so bad that it, it didn't, like she didn't, she didn't like get burned, burned. Burn. Oh, my but God. But it was definitely How one of those moments. How do you miss your own ma- It's nerve-wracking. It, when he got to me, I was nervous. Like, well, after that. Yeah, I was like, great. So what do I do? So uh, as soon as, because you're staring at this thing and it's on fire, and he goes, Drink! And I shove the spoon in my mouth, and I'm hoping that, like, me inhaling doesn't, like, and make the flames come out my nostrils. And it doesn't. Like, everything just goes melty and syrupy. Right, because you shut your mouth and the oxygen's cut off. and you can, Yeah. Yeah. What did it, it taste was, like? Like a rich syrup. Kind of like, almost like a black licor- licorice kind it of syrup. It sound great. It wasn't terrible. <laughs> it, I mean. I'm assuming all the alcohol burned out of it by that point. Probably. So you're just getting the sugar. Yeah. That's cool, though. Flaming Vladimir's. I remember you telling me about that. That's That was a really fun night. That's pretty funny. Um, tell me about hanging out with Bobby Flay and being his partner in darts. Well, that was the same night. Uh, same night as Flaming Vladimir's? We, that was the same, same place we were hanging out at for dinner. Oh, um, wait, so Bobby Flay was hanging out with you guys while you're eating this stuff? Yeah. Oh, he's I didn't eating know with that. Us. You yeah. never told me that. Oh. That's cool. Well, that's what was happening. So he's a cool guy, or is he? Yeah, I mean, he was chill. He was great. Chilling out? Yeah, he, I mean, he wasn't there the entire shoot. He was in for like four or five days out okay. of the 14. But yeah, when he came in, it was it was just like him He's a and us. Guy. And, yeah, chill and guy. We played darts together. Yeah, it was it was me and Bobby against uh, Jimmy and Kelly. Did you guys win? Yeah. yeah. Was, <laughs> it, it's only awesome because we were doing the, I forget what it is. It's like the the two on one off or you whatever have to the game is. Double on and then double off. There's right. All these rules. And so yeah. like the last shot that you're supposed to get is like uh, either the fifty or the bullseye or whatever in the dead center. Yeah. And I just was, we were so done, like, the, with the whole evening. We'd eaten, we'd been hanging out for hours. Drinking. Hanging out. Yeah. Of course. Um, enjoying refreshments. <laughs> and I, I just kind of, like, threw the dart just haphazardly, just, like, even a oh. high arc. Yeah. And it landed right dead center. And bullseye. it was, like, the end of the game. <laughs> no! That's <laughs> so, awesome! Yeah. Had you ever gotten a bullseye before? No. that was, I think that was it. Oh, my God. That's right. I'll never have one again. It was like, oh! Yeah, I was like, now we can go home. Thank God. I remember he had, I think, who do we have? He had a like, picture of Schwarzenegger in his office. Vladimir did. <laughs> Vladimir did, had a picture yeah. of Schwarzenegger like visiting Vladimir's. Yeah. <laughs> well, the fun part was, because Vlad had sat there for, with us for so many hours, eventually we were, we were like, try to order another round. He was just like, it's over there. You take care of yourself. So you just go behind so the like, bar? Okay. Yeah, he did not care. It was cool. That is cool. So people like sat in front and talked with him. We played darts in his office for a while. Yeah, that was a good night. It sounds like a good night. <laughs> wow. Wow. Sounds like fun. And hanging out with Bobby Flay. It doesn't seem you like you guys... You sound jealous that I'm hanging out with like... Well, I just you don't get to hang out with hosts of shows very often as the crew. So that seems like an anomaly. Well, I, I know that Jimmy and Kelly uh, got to go... <clears throat> got to go like all over Europe with Wolfgang Puck. And they were telling me stories about all the food they got to experience and just all the places they got to go and eating with royalty while they're wearing shorts. and No way. (laughs) So this was like on a different shoot, obviously. Yeah. And just going around with Wolfgang Puck, that must have been rad. Yeah. So cooking shows, maybe the hosts are a little bit more down to earth. Because you've worked with Gordon Ramsay and you said he was really amazing. he is. He's really nice to the crew. Okay. As far as I can tell. Like, I haven't had an experience to say otherwise. Okay. 
That's cool, because that's one thing people ask a lot. They're like, oh, Andy's worked on Hell's Kitchen. Is Gordon Ramsay awful? Is he the worst? And I'm always like, I think he was actually he pretty He stomps nice. in the room. He punches the first five people he's near. <laughs> he sets fire to the controls. It's awful. That's showing him who's boss. That's right. To wrap things up, let's talk about your best days off. Now, we have talked about, on a couple of episodes, the Popa Goes to New York Day, where you, yeah. Popa, and Bunya went to New York and spent the day bar hopping, seeing shows, doing stuff, which is, admittedly, sounds like an amazing day off. It was. But besides that, what are some other awesome days off that you've had? Because you get to travel the world for this stuff, so... When they're... Yeah, they're all East Coast for some reason. Because well, uh, I never want to do anything in Vegas except stay in my room. But one of the best days off was, uh, it was me, Lewis, Huck, Popa, and we were all in Jersey City, and we were, we were doing a build for Snookwow Season 1. Okay. And we, this was also the same year the New Jersey Nets were going to be, this last year of being New Jersey Nets, they moved to Brooklyn the next mm, season. Okay. So there were no fans at those shows, and we found out what we could go see. Wait, there were no fans at the games? No fans at the games. Yeah, they were just like, well, you go, fuck off then. Aw. So we got like 13th row up for 12 or 15 bucks. And no then way. like I, we got some upper deck for like a penny. That's awesome. So we went into the games a couple of times because <laughs> we're just like, it's cheap. Who cares? It's cheap. Let's go see some NBA games. That was a really great, great night because um, you, you basically go down, see the game, and then they're like, don't stick around. Get on the train and get right back to you wherever. Why? It's, it's a rough neighborhood. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, there's a whole bunch of you, but... No, there's four of us. I guess. Oh, but that was a great one. And then the other, I think the, the other one was... Uh, it was me, Canis, Daryl, Sarah, Danny, Tiara. And we had been stuck in Tom's River for like a week. <laughs> waiting to get permission to shoot over at Seaside Heights. Mm-hmm. And is we were just... Is this a Jersey Shore or is this a this family is a, vacation? This or? is a Jersey Shore kind of thing. Okay. Um... But we decided that we were, I mean, we couldn't do anything. So we went to New York for like a day and then we came back down and we were just like every day hanging out with each other. We'd go get food and, and watch movies and, and hang out. And then I think eventually we got to a text thread and it was like, well, let's, I don't even know how we got invented it. It, it was like, let's play baseball in the parking lot. But the trick is you have to dress up. So we went to like a thrift store and bought clothes. Like suits and dresses. Suits and ties and, and dresses. And, <laughs> and then... We just, we called it friend ball after that. Was it real baseball game rules or did you make Not it at all. This okay. was like Calvin ball rules where they're like, everything was made up on the spot in the moment. Like it. it eventually they had nets in the outfield. They didn't have gloves. So it was like nets for catching fish. And then. <laughs> so you're catching in the net. <laughs> yeah. What were you using as a bat? It was, it was like, like plastic bat. Oh, you had a bat. Plastic, plastic ball. ball. But the ball, bat. well, the ball like got, it like dented very quickly. <laughs> So it, when you hit it, it would go all over weird places. And we're playing in the parking lot of a hotel at night. So this nice. is like really hard to see. It was really friend fun. Friend ball. Though. No, I've heard often stories about friend ball. And then didn't you work at Universal once and you were able to like go yeah. ride rides? Tell, tell me about that. It was some game show where it's like a ride. Universal and, here in LA. Yeah. Universal Hollywood. But all the, all the stuff we built was inside like the Universal lot. Mm. So it was like, uh, I, I forget the part of the town it was what in. What show was it? It was some marriage game show thing. It was like brides and grooms like trying to win cash for their wedding like or something. Or whatever. Okay. But every day at lunch, we had enough time you could you could eat really fast, <laughs> run down those giant escalators, yeah. go ride the mummy, oh. and then run right back up and get right back to work. I love the mummy. That's probably my favorite ride at Universal. It is 
one of the best rides, which is why we went and rode it every day. Oh my gosh, how fun. <laughs> so, and so like part of your, I guess, pass to get on site was entrance to the park too. Yeah, it was, yeah, if you had a certain wristband, you just, we were already in the park for the shoot. And I know that if you work down, it used to be if you worked the, at the lot on the studios mm-hmm. where they do like the tram tour, you can sneak in, not sneak in, but there's gates to go in as employees where you could just, if you had an hour for lunch, you could run up, do the Simpsons ride. Or Back to wow. the Future, if that's what it was. I wanted to go back real quick to the best meals because we did, we kind of focused on the barbecue shoots, but I know you also had a really great dinner in Italy. Yes. The Salmic Steak, I think with Pam and Huck. It was Pam, Huck, and Sarah Hall. And that was, we didn't, I feel in like we Florence. didn't, we didn't have like regular days off still. So right. we'd be working many days in a row and I don't know how all of us got the day off. That seems crazy. But yeah, there was like in Florence... And they were really, like, Pam and Huck were really showing me, like, here's where you go, here's what we did, because mm-hmm. I, I hadn't been there. And then you have a pasta course, your breads and everything, and then they bring out the steak, and it's just so good. Balsamic steak. Yes. Ugh. And then to wrap it up, Godfather's Pizza Grandma Style in East Hanover? That was yes. a note I have, one of the best pizzas you've ever had? Yes, 100%. Uh, that's when we were doing... This isn't the national chain Godfather's I don't... No, 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 no. no. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> this is a mafia this, Godfather's This is this, this is a tiny little Italian restaurant in a like strip mall next to a Target where we used to go. And I, I don't know how we even got it the first time, but it was like grandma style is square and it's so good. It's almost like a margarita, but it's like... It's that East Coast Yeah, East bread. Coast pizza and the water yeah. makes the bread better and all of this... Was it better than Lombardi's pizza? Probably, yeah. Really? Yeah. Making some bold statements. It's really good. Okay. That was one that, it, it like, yeah, Pam actually sent me one. We Because we were doing, like, a shoot down there in East Hanover, but I didn't have time to go, but she, like, grabbed one and sent it in my way. And so, like, thank you. Oh, that's <laughs> I was awesome. so stoked. <laughs> so there are some perks to this job. Every once in a blue moon, yeah. I mean, yeah, forget about the 72 hours you work a week. and <laughs> Like, I had a pizza one time that was really good. Yeah. No, there's definitely hey, perks. Silver linings, babes. I know. Yeah, silver pick, them, pick them where you see them. <laughs> For more insight and details from the stories you heard today, plus pictures and videos of crew life on the road and behind the scenes of production, please visit our blog. It is linked below, and you can also visit talesfromtvpodcast.wixsite.com. You can find us on social media at Tales from TV on Instagram and Tales from TV Podcast on TikTok. Remember to follow, like, and comment to let us know what you think. Do you have a question for Andy you would like him to answer on the show? Please email it to talesfromtvpodcast at gmail.com with the subject question for Andy, and we will do our best to answer it in a future episode. Thanks for listening. Bye.